Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. This is Father Michael Voidhofer. I'm excited to continue this uh, little series, mini-series, on the theology of the body. I did four talks so far. If you haven't listened to those, you might want to. Um, again, they're only like five, ten minutes apiece. It's uh, 101, 102, 103, and 104 of part one. So we're going to start part two now, um, talk one. So it's 201. This is talk 201. So as we enter in, to this uh, great mystery of theology of the body. God's plan is stamped right into the human body. Right in the midst of our sexual complementarity is God's eternal plan to marry us. The mystery of the incarnation where God entered into, incarnate meaning in the flesh, God entered into the flesh through Mary's yes, assumed a, a male body. So God received a male body. He's the God-man, right? And as I said before in the other talks, he received a male body because he wants to be a gift of self to his bride, the church, which is the new Israel. And like I said in other talks as well, the bookends of the Bible, Genesis, is about the first Adam and Eve, the first marriage. The final marriage, the ultimate marriage, is the new Adam, Jesus, the bridegroom, and the church is the new Eve, uh, the bride. And you have these two bookends, and in the middle of the Bible, uh, Song of Songs, which is love poetry uh, between God and Israel, God and the church, God and the soul. And the whole Bible throughout, this analogy, the thread throughout the whole Bible is marriage between God and humanity. And hence, you could see why it's so important that we as a church, are safeguarding, protecting, and preserving marriage flowing out of our anthropology. Um, marriage, a sacrament, can only be between man and woman because a sacrament, holy matrimony, um, marriage, is an outward sign that reveals something greater than itself. Um, what is marriage between man and woman revealing greater than itself? Namely, every man is called to be an image of Christ, loving every woman who's called to be an image of the church, the bridegroom and the bride. In heaven, there is no longer marriage as we know it on earth. In heaven, you have the eternal bridegroom, Jesus Christ, married to his bride, the church. And we're all woven into this great, profound marriage. And really, every marriage, again, before Christ in the church points to Christ in the church. Every marriage after Christ in the church points back to Christ in the church. Christ in the church is really the only marriage in every couple to the degree they're obedient to the design and plan of God stamped into their masculine and feminine bodies. To that degree they experience the marriage of Christ in the church which is the fulfillment, um, the pinnacle, the, 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 the full realization of marriage. So stamped right into our bodies is God's plan to marry us. What do I mean? Again, the male body and the female body. Stamped there is a call to holy communion. Heaven is communion between God and man. And there couldn't be communion between God and man unless God became a man and entered into the life of his bride, the church, and became one with her so that he could bring her uh, before his father as a pure spotless bride. So what do you desire? Think about that. What is your fundamental desire? Because this is how you're tempted. The difference between a desire 
that leads to sin and a desire that leads to virtue and holiness is this. How is the desire informed? Is the desire informed with truth or is the desire informed with lies? And because of original sin, you and I are very weak. You know, for example, let's say I see in front of me my computer, then right behind it is a bag of chips, and then behind that is uh, someone at the hospital that I need to go bless as a priest. Well, depending on what I see and fix my eyes on, I'm going to choose. So if I just see the computer, I'm going to miss going visit the hospital in the bag of chips. If I'm focused on the bag of chips, I'm going to miss, again, the greatest good, which is visiting the person at the hospital. So the intellect, if it's not penetrating and seeing the greater good, you're not going to choose the greater good. Does that make sense? You know, you can only choose what you can see. And only faith can enlighten your intellect to see what you need to see so that you could choose what you need to choose, namely Christ, union with God. So your fundamental desire is union and communion with God. This is our deepest desire. Yet the devil comes in because he doesn't want us to be married by God. He doesn't want God to commune with us. And I don't know if you've ever read the scripture, uh, Wisdom Chapter 2, verse 24. Through the devil's envy, death entered the world. Those who belong to his party experience it. Okay? So the devil's envious of you and I. He is not a happy camper. He's angry. The devil doesn't want us to uh, be blessed. You know, when you're envious, you know, what does it mean? You're saddened by other people being blessed. Satan has rejected God and in his own pride and obstinance and arrogance, he refuses to serve. So the battle cry of Satan is, I will not serve. And when you and I reject our bodily design, the way God created us and made us, what we're saying is, I will not serve. Because all things came to be through the word Probably going to need to listen to this again, hopefully, because I know there's a lot of stuff, but it's powerful to think about this. You were, as a man or woman, you were fashioned through God's word. He desired you to be a man or desired you to be a woman. He created you that way. Okay, he stamped and he formed the lines and curves of your body to be a revelation to the world of his amazing plan. As, as it says in the theology, the body, the body in it alone is able and capable of of making visible the great mystery hidden from time and eternity. What does that mean? What is this mystery that's been hidden? Well, to understand that, we got to look at uh, a key scripture here. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 to 33. And I'm just going to read parts of it. It says, Husbands, love your wives. How? Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Imagine that. Husbands are called to be through their bodies gift of self to their wives. And when the wife senses the sincerity of the husband's gift, she opens her heart to receive the gift of her husband and experiences herself in doing so and giving herself. See, the woman actually gives herself by receiving, right? And the husband receives himself by giving. So it says, 
Husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own body. Meaning, see, it's, it's one. We're one flesh. Called a one flesh union. He who loves his own wife loves himself. So, what's he saying? If you don't love your wife or your husband, you really don't love yourself because that means you don't understand the mystery that you've been entering into or called to witness to. This is way bigger than us, guys. Way bigger. That's again, when we, when we think marriage is going to make us happy, we totally miss the point. Marriage is a call to serve the mystery. It's not a call to serve myself. It's a call to serve the like, Like, think about it. For example, I don't become a priest to become happy. God makes me happy, not... not um, not my, I don't, I, if I, unless I'm a priest, I'm not going to be happy. Or unless I'm married, I'm not going to be happy. Like that attitude is going to, is a dangerous thing because that means I'm making my vocation uh, more important than God. And you can't live your vocation without God. So you need God at the center. Okay? So, listen. For this reason, a man leaves his father and mother joined to his wife. The two become one flesh. Listen, here it is. This mystery is great. But I'm speaking with reference to Christ in the church. Okay, so he's saying that marriage is inseparably connected to Christ's love for the church. Okay? This is what's happening in heaven right now. Christ and the church are one. Okay? So, again, this is just, I'm going to stop here for now and then we'll have another segments, a couple more segments um, in the in the near future. But you can see how the spiritual battle is happening here, where your fundamental desire is for union with God. But yet, because of our weak wills and our darkened intellects, we choose lesser goods. And what ends up happening is we worship the creature rather than the creator. Um, we're going to start the next one with uh, Romans chapter 1. So if you want to read Romans chapter 1, um, you can read verses... Uh, um, um, 18 to 20 or 18 to 32 may almighty god bless you the father the son and the holy spirit